So today we'll be talking about why our testimonies are important. And I'm going to be sharing um, my testimony with you guys. So 1 John 5, 9 says, If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For the testimony of God is this, that he has testified concerning his son. So what that basically means is that our testimony should point others to God. Our lives and our stories we should share to point others to Jesus. Okay, so I'll be starting with my testimony. As I believe I've said in other videos, I've grown up in a Christian family, in a Christian home. I knew God, but I didn't really have the relationship with him until I was about 13 or 14. So let's start at the beginning of my life. So I was born with a couple medical uh, necessities and uh, needs. I was born with a hole in my artery, my, my artery of my heart. So I grew up knowing that I had a hole in my heart. And the doctors had to reveal that to my mom and dad. And they prayed over me. And God miraculously healed my heart. He filled that hole that I had in my heart. So that always really told me that my life, I'm alive for a reason. Because God could have taken me home. He could have brought me into heaven. But he put me on this earth for a reason. Well, I mean, there's a couple reasons. Um, it could, it. One of the reasons is because my mom and dad have been, have had a hard time having children. She's had three miscarriages. It was really hard for them. So it's partly one of the reasons why I'm here. It's probably for my mom and dad. Another reason is because of my story. My story is pretty unique, and I believe everyone's is very unique. That's why we should share it, to be able to show others to God what he has done in our life, what he's shown through our lives. So I was healed in my heart. Um, I grew up a pretty normal childhood, except being in a Christian home, which, I mean, for me that's normal. It might not be for others. But I'm glad I was in a Christian home, in a Christian family. Because if I wasn't, I believe I would have been dead today. If I had the same circumstances, and was in an atheist home, or an unbelieving, non-Christian home, I would have been dead today. So, the next part of my story is... Um, at seven or eight years old, I was shown pornography for the first time. Um, by my brother, and I hold no grudge or blame against him, because I know there, I know he suffered a lot too, because of that. And he recently, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, asked for forgiveness for it. But for a third of my life. 
I was addicted to pornography. The next part was I hurt my relatives. I sexually exploited them. I really hurt them and even though I still ask for forgiveness, I have just uh it just hurts me sometimes when I believe think about it. Think what I've done. But it also amazes me that God still saved me, that Jesus still died for me while I was still in that sin. So I hurt um, a couple of my relatives because of that sexual addiction that I had. The next part was at uh, 9 or 10 or 11, I can't remember which Christmas I got it at, but it was a kid's tablet. And because of that sexual addiction I had, I was able to hack into that kid's tablet to watch pornography. It just show, goes to show you what motivation I had to watch that, how much I thought I wanted that. It also shows you what lengths people will take just to get that. And I watched pornography for a good two or so years, two or three years on that tablet. I just kept damaging myself. I knew it was wrong in my heart, in my spirit, I knew it was wrong. But I was so blinded by the fact that I wanted it so much. And, um, then at 13, I was given a book, Every Young Man's Battle, by Stephen Arterburn. That book helped me quit. That book saved, or not saved me. Shouldn't say saved. That's not truth. It helped me. Help me quit. Help me get out off those sites. And then I also sold the tablet. Because I didn't want that anymore. Just remind me of so much of the pain it caused. So I got rid of it. So I got this book, started reading through it, and I realized that I didn't want pornography, or so I thought. Now during this time, um, my dad left the house, and it just brought that, that depression, that anxiety, into my life. I also broke up with my who I thought was my girlfriend. I mean, I liked her and thought she liked me. I mean, she said she liked me. But it doesn't matter. We broke up, I saw her talking to her, and it just felt like my entire world was crumbling down. And for a 14 year old, that doesn't sound quite right. My dad was out of the house. 
I thought everyone who loved me was gone. Because from my house, um, my brothers, they picked on me. They hurt me in some ways, but again, I don't hold any grudge against them. I don't blame them. But it just really hurt me, and I felt like no one really loved me. Which was not true at all. But I was also the middle child. I didn't get all the love from my mom and dad. So that also kind of hurt me. But I was just dealing with this depression, this anxiety. It just felt like everything was falling apart. And I got back into pornography again. I watched it on a home phone that we had at the house. I was able to get through the, the software that protected me against it and protected anyone who was on the phone against it. Yet still found a way again through it. And then I was back in that pit again. But, um, then one day, I had cleared the history on the phone, and I cleared, I, I thought I cleared, every, or I did clear everything on the phone. My mom was wondering why, why it was all gone. She sat me down. She asked me, Hunter, why is this all gone? I just felt the Holy Spirit when God tell me. Tell her everything. Tell her the truth. Stop making up a lie. I did tell her the truth. And then I went through therapy. Just for all the depression, for all the anxiety, and for the pornography. That also really helped. But through all this, I only knew of God. I never really had a, that relationship, a deep relationship with Him. Until um, a youth conference I went to, my very first one through the local church. Encounter conference. That is when I believe I wanted a relationship with God, a true relationship with Jesus. That's why when I started to want him more, I want to lessen myself and more of him. And then my life started to grow. I mean, he still pointed things out that I need to get rid of, such as my anger. Such as my, uh, my, uh, the distractions in my life. And I found a deeper relationship with him. And I honestly believe if I wasn't in that Christian home and still suffered through those same circumstances, I would have been dead. Through all that picking on by my brothers, through all that depression and anxiety, there was actually one point when I went into my room, I was sobbing because my brothers were just picking on me and calling me bad names. And I literally said out loud, well, I'm not sure if this is the exact words, but I thought in my heart, 
Why do I have to live? And I literally thought of suicide. But something told me not to. At the time I didn't know what it was. But something, God, essentially God, I didn't know who it was at the time, or what it was at the time, was telling me all the things I need to leave, live for. Your mom and dad love you. And other things. Um. But yeah, I started growing God. And then that led me to today, being able to speak my testimony to everyone who's listening. But at the time, at the conference, when I really wanted a deep relationship with God and Jesus, that hole inside my heart was filled. See, look, I had a physical hole when I was born, and then I had that spiritual hole. Each time Jesus filled it up. Each time he filled it up. I felt full. Through nothing else in my life did I ever feel that fullness. Or that joy. Or that peace. Because only Jesus can bring that peace. Only Jesus can bring that joy in your life. Nothing else. Not pornography. Not homosexuality. Not anything, not looking to social media, none of that will save you, none of that will help you, none of that is what you want, what you need is Jesus, in the end, none of that will save you, it is only all those drugs, all that pornography, all that sexual addiction, all that homosexuality will not save you, it will not help you, in the end, Everything will be brought to light, as Jesus says. Everything will be brought to light. Everything you've done will be brought to light. And you want to tell to the entire world, to everyone who's lived and ever will live, or everyone who has lived, that you were doing those things, that you were addicted to that drug, that you were addicted to that pornography? Or do you want to say, I did those things, but Jesus saved me. Jesus saved me from those things. Because of Jesus, I don't want those things anymore. Because of Jesus, I don't want to suffer with those things anymore. Because of Jesus, I am saved. Because I have put my faith in Him. I have wanted a deeper relationship with Him. Jesus loves you and cares for you. And don't even think that you're too far gone because of what you've done. Because that is a lie from the enemy. No sin, no amount of sin, no severity of sin can put you too far gone from Jesus. Jesus, all you who are weary and heavy laden come to me. Not those of you who have done little sins. All of you who are weary and heavy laden, all of you who are burdened with all your sins, come to me and you will find rest. 
Nothing else will give you that rest, that peace, that joy that you want. It's all temporary. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. The only thing that does matter is your faith in Jesus. Your life with Jesus. He loves you and wants a relationship with you. But you have to make the choice. He won't make you make the choice. But it is still your choice. Either choose life and choose the joy, the rest, the peace that you want. Or choose eternal damnation in hell. Live with your depression, your anxiety, your struggles. Now what do you want today? What do you want today? Do you want peace? Do you want rest? Do you want joy? For like the, it might be the first time in your life that you've even thought that you could have that joy. Because that oppression, that affliction that you're dealing with has taken so much of your life. Well, guess what? Jesus can fill you back up. Jesus fills your cup back up. He loves you. He cares for you. And he wants you to be with him. But it's your choice. Now, if you're a non-believer or one who hasn't really accepted Christ, only knew of him, but hasn't accepted him, you have the choice today. And if you want to, you can pray right now and say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you in my heart. Please enter my life. Enter my heart. I want you. Not my pain. Not my depression. Not my addiction. Lord, I just want you. You're the only one who can fill me up. Jesus, I don't want to live my life for those things anymore. I want to live my life for you. Those things will not save me. The only thing that will save me is you. Jesus, you are the Son of God. You have bought my life on that cross. There's no one else I'd rather be with except for you, Jesus. That's all you have to say today. That's all you have to say. To have a relationship with Him. God bless you all.